Talk Show. And we are back 30 minutes after 10 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Sir, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? Cannot complain. The sun is starting to come out. Looks like we've got a nice day in south-central Louisiana. And I know uh, you're looking forward to next week, uh, people loving the boot. Yeah, I tell you, two years ago, we were able to move Keep Louisiana Beautiful under the lieutenant governor's office. And since then, we've been on a mission uh, to clean up Louisiana. And although we're not where we need to be, uh, we see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, the year before we took over, we had 30 to 40 groups around the state clean up. As of this morning, we have over 380 groups in 60 parishes that will be out next week cleaning up Louisiana. And um, we're working from everything from partnering with dares in the schools to teach fifth graders not to litter when they teach them about drugs. Um, this is something we can all work together on uh, to clean up our state. No doubt. And, again, uh, we know that some trash is accidentally uh, you know, blown out of trucks and things like that, but uh, still too much intentional littering, and we need to uh, change uh, a lot of habits. You're right. I think education's part of it. Uh, and then the more they see people engage cleaning up, um, and the cleaner the highways and roads are, the less likely people are to litter. Uh, we're giving out grants for garbage cans. Um, we're also putting some garbage cans on angles where people can pull over and, and throw it in the can. We're giving our sheriffs the equipment they need. Uh, some of the sheriffs have requested vans so they can bring work release prisoners out to clean up their parish, their city. So we're purchasing those vans for those sheriffs. And, um, and we're going to tailor the grants to every community uh, to try to keep everyone in, engaged in cleaning up Louisiana. Uh, we're also setting up litter courts with the Justice of Peace to where it doesn't clog up the courtrooms to write these litter tickets and encouraging everyone to clean out the back of their pickup truck, tie their bags up before they put them in the garbage can. All of those little things we can do on a daily basis to minimize the litter on our streets and highways. You know, sometimes people need some incentive to do the right thing uh, when it hits their pocketbook sometimes that changes attitudes and i know uh, out here uh, uh, one business chose not to locate because of litter in a particular area and people need to understand it can hurt their pocketbook it really can you know it, it's quality of life it's tourism it's economic development and we spend a lot of money cleaning it up Tomorrow morning, I will be taking a cart down the interstate for two axes, picking up trash. Then I will walk back the other way to show DOTD uh, we need to do things differently, like in other states where they use these carts, and you can do it in less than half the time and be more effective. Uh, DOTD did not want the carts on the highway. Well, we're going to hopefully embarrass them into doing the right thing, and that waste money walking in front of the tractor, picking up trash. And most of those contractors don't even pick it up. They just cut right through it. So we got to change the way we spend our litter money to get the most bang for our buck. 
and, and break those contracts, in my opinion, out to local people that have a love and passion for cleaning up their area. Kind of curious about these carts. Uh, how do they work? Well, it's just like one of those little mules. We use them at the state parks, and we weld a little frame on the front where the garbage can sits, and you use those uh, grabbers, and you're able to zip down the side. And, uh, and you know, DOTD's worried about the safety. You put a little yellow flashing light on it, and, um, and that's how they do it in most states that they keep clean because you can do it a lot quicker, a lot more effective. You, you throw the big debris in the back of the mule and just keep moving. And, um, uh, you know, we, I look, everything I've done as lieutenant governor, the private-public partnership with the state parks, I look at other states and see what they're doing right, and then we try to, to, to mirror that here in Louisiana uh, for the greater good. And, uh, and, and I've, we, we hired a litter expert that has done this and been very successful in other states and looking at every aspect, why people litter, where they litter, uh, where are the hot spots, what can we do to keep the litter off the highways, and then the education in the schools. Um, so we're, we're really going to do this. Uh, you know, we, we've seen a great outpour by the communities in every parish, or at least 60 of the 64, and a lot of local leaders are getting on board to help in their communities. Very good, and I know waterways are a big concern, too. Uh, a lot of litter uh, finds its way into our bayous, uh, streams, rivers, and then eventually the Gulf. Uh, environmentally, it's not good, and uh, it can uh, affect wildlife too, fish and uh, animals. Absolutely, and wildlife and fishery. I got a lot of complaints. They didn't answer the hotline, or well, they're back answering the hotline, and we get every complaint to my office and follow up um, that one eight hundred litter bug to report litterers or problems. We've cleaned up uh, over two dozen dump sites. Uh, wildlife and fisheries and DEQ have put cameras out to keep the, catch those repeat offenders. Uh, so this is something we're going to continue to work on until Louisiana is truly sportsman's paradise and is litter-free. Litter uh, it's been done in other states, and as long as we keep our foot on the gas and continue to work uh, with local government, the civic groups, and I'll tell you, the thing I'm most proud of is in these litter cleanups for next week, Love to Boot Week, we have hundreds of school groups from grade kids to colleges signed up to get out and clean up their community. So that shows a real interest uh, in the younger people wanting to clean up their town, their city. This will be the largest cleanup effort ever in Louisiana, with so many groups signed up uh, for next week to clean up all of Louisiana. Tell you what, you mentioned wildlife and fisheries. They're certainly happy to brag about uh, catching uh, the guy or two people, I believe, who threw uh, some 80, uh, 80 sacks of crawfish, dead crawfish, into uh, a boat landing uh, somewhere in the state. I forget exactly where, but uh, utilizing cameras. So obviously they know they work. Absolutely. You know, uh, we, we've been able to hot spots where people pull off the road to dump. And, and those cameras are getting pretty creative. So 
some of them are, are it looks like a tree stump. So we're um, we're making sure that we put these repeat offenders. Uh, we hit them in the pocketbook and um, and and try to really cut down on the illegal dumping. And um, and then also, uh, I'm asking every business to put garbage cans back out. I wrote Walmart last month and asked them to put the garbage cans back in the parking lot and empty them. I believe Cracker Barrel is the only uh, chain that has garbage cans everywhere in their parking lot and actually keep their parking lot clean. So we want local businesses and the big box stores to uh, do the same. Uh, Put those garbage cans out, empty them, and keep their parking lot and the roadway in front of their businesses clean. Uh, everybody can get involved and play a part in cleaning up and then keeping it clean uh, here in Louisiana. Yeah, next week, obviously, a great effort, but it needs to be year-round. It really does. We dedicate every four Saturday to a cleanup day, uh, but really, you, you can pick any day. And we've got groups that, since we started this two years ago, they go out and post before and after pictures once a week and go out. And some groups of these young ladies have been going out cleaning up the same corner every week. And and, and, and although they litter again, they seem to be making progress. Every week it's a little less litter because when you pull up to a corner and you see a lot of litter, what's one more cup? But if it's a clean, you feel a little bit more guilty throwing it out the the car on a clean street or highway. So the better job we do at minimizing the litter, the less people are going to litter. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, I, I think uh, if you see someone uh, doing their part, it might inspire the next person. So, you know, when people have an opportunity to do the right thing, they need to know it could affect others, too, to do the right thing. Absolutely. You know, we, we started two years ago, we took this over, litter, Leaders Against Litter. And the governor and his wife went out and cleaned up one of the lakes by the governor's mansion. We had legislators, parish presidents, sheriffs, uh, police juries, assessors, clerks of courts, all over the state going out and posting their cleanup efforts. And when when they see their elected officials getting out there and actually physically doing the work, uh, it inspires a whole new group of people to go out and do the same. So the, the, the Leaders Against Litter has been really effective, and we're continuing that. I'll be out doing my part uh, all over the state next week, um, as well as many letters, uh, legislators and elected officials. I know some corporations are, are trying to be a, a little bit more friendly to the environment by maybe uh, eliminating uh, plastic bags, going back to paper bags. Is there any concerted effort uh, amongst corporations to see what they can do? Absolutely. And and one of the things we did, like, for instance, um, um, starting with Keep Louisiana Beautiful, providing coolers uh, for some of the uh, high school football teams uh, through some grants, from the uh, people like Gatorade, instead of putting bottled water out there, putting it in the big containers with the paper cups to eliminate less plastic. And also, uh, we're looking at part of our full study is to see where in the state that we need to put the recycling efforts, both for tires and other products, 
so we can make these re- recycling efforts uh, more affordable and, and logistically challenging to bring them from north Louisiana, south or south to east to west. We're looking at where do we need to place facilities and looking at some of this federal money that's available to institute some of these uh, recycling facilities. We've got some great groups that have started recycling glass and uh, and taking a lot of that glass uh, off the streets and out of the, the landfill. So it's a long-term effort there on the recycling and on minimizing the use of products that end up in our bayous and waterways. But uh, it all it, it works together uh, for a cleaner, better Louisiana. There you go. I know, uh, and and this goes back, um, you know, my parents uh, were, I grew up uh, outside of Chicago. That community had mandatory recycling, and you you separated things, and you could get fined if you found uh, recyclable items in the trash. And I just wonder, and I I know that's uh, not an option anyone wants to take, but uh, is that uh, something that could be done in the future? Yeah, I'm sure it could. I think what we've got to do is identify where we need to make it um, cost-effective to uh, dispose of this stuff. And that that's going to start with where these facilities would need to be placed, uh, looking at the amount of material we would be recycling. And so doing a full analysis of that, where do we have facilities and where do we have the need and then from that, you can work on the communities uh, and, the, and the trash companies implementing the separation of it. And, um, you know, we did a pretty good job of it in Plaquemines Parish when I was parish president by putting these large bins throughout the parish where people would voluntarily go and place their bottles, cans, plastic in separate bins. Um, so people that want to do it, you got to make it convenient for them uh, to get them to do that. All right. Now you've got a big kickoff event on Monday as well in New Orleans. Is there an opportunity uh, for folks to see that remotely? Yeah, you can go to the um, uh, lovetheboot.org website and look at all the events taking place. We're going to be having a briefing with the task force that the governor put together under my office at the uh, uh, State Museum at the Capitol here in Baton Rouge. Uh, Monday, and then we'll be holding a press conference to talk about all the information we got put together out of the litter study, and um, and from there I'll be traveling the whole state all week, visiting with all the different groups around the state, as many as I can, that will be out there. There'll be some feedings. I know Slidell feeds a lunch after their cleanup, so there'll be a lot of of different events that you can either sign up for one of the events that's on the website or you can plan your own or just go out and, and do it on your own. But uh, lovetheboot.org, you can take a look at that site, and it tells you everything's going on around the state next week. Real good. Anything else you want to touch on in regard to litter or Love the Boot Week? I'm sorry? Was there anything else on uh, this topic no. before we maybe moved on to a couple others? No, I just want to make sure everybody is aware of it, and, and it's something we can all work together and do our part, and one day we won't have to spend millions of dollars cleaning up the trash in our state. Our state is far too pretty. Uh, as I said, the sportsman's paradise. 
uh, we need to keep it clean. So I appreciate everybody's effort to do that. No, no doubt about it. Last time we spoke, you were contemplating a run for governor. I, I couldn't get you to commit one way or the other on the show, but uh, you did eventually make a decision to seek re-election instead. But uh, your thoughts on that decision? Yeah, it was a tough decision. The polls look really good. I was honored to have so many people urging me to run. But, you know, in 2019, over 53 million people visited Louisiana. They left behind $1.9 billion in taxes. Over 250,000 Louisiana families rely on the tourism industry for their way of life. And coming out of COVID, we've got a lot of work to get back to those record-breaking numbers. We've got to support every mom-and-pop business, restaurant, shop, and every community all over the state, or many many won't make it. And I just I got a job to finish, and I knew no matter who the next lieutenant governor any interruption and in changing of, of a team at this point while we're rebuilding this tourism industry uh, that is so crucial that we do it quickly because uh, a lot of companies are just hanging on, uh, spending all their money during COVID. They don't have the resources. So we're promoting every fair, festival, special event. I'm very passionate about getting back to those numbers, and I feel like I still got a job to finish as lieutenant governor. There you go. And uh, on the governor's race, uh, despite what, uh, and you had uh, some pretty tough words for the way Jeff Landry was supported by the state Republican Party. Despite that, a lot of Republicans have stepped into the race. Yeah, and, and that's another thing is, you know, there's not enough room in that middle for four or five Republicans. Uh, you're going to have a Democrat and a Republican in the runoff. And the one thing I told them all is don't lie about your opponent uh, if you want a Republican governor because nobody wants to vote for a liar. And in the last two governor races, we had uh, the, the, the person that ended up getting to the runoff lied about their other Republican opponents. And, um, you know, you, you, you need to talk about what you've done and what you're going to do and not make up stuff about your opponent to try to get uh, elected. And that's cost the Republicans the last two races. And, um, and and unfortunately, uh, some people will do anything to get elected and, um, and, 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 and stretch the truth or turn a, something that's not fully truthful into a TV commercial against someone. And, um, and that's unfortunate. All right. You know, uh, I guess I was a little surprised. Uh, maybe you had uh, either a heads up or saw it coming, but Kyle Ardwin uh, choosing not to run for reelection. Yeah, I was surprised as well. Kyle's a good guy. Um, you know, everybody's critical of what what may or may not be about and concerned about election integrity. And and I think Kyle's done a good job. Um, but but you got people that never think you're doing enough in that regard. I know that's been a, a, a big hot issue. But um, but but I wish him well. He's been a dear friend and done a good job. And you know, going back to the Republican Party, my dad and a group of people that used to joke about meeting in the phone booth. I pull that big elephant around all over the state, and I've called on Lewis Gerbage and the ones that voted to endorse without including the full state central committee. They ought to all resign. This is a party of the people, and if I don't do anything else, I will see that we replace the leadership in the party with a, with a, with a head of a party 
and a committee that lets the state central committee members vote on everything and that we know every dollar they're spending or they're making because of a candidate they endorse. Several of those people uh, make money off the party. They get commission. They get paid to raise money. Uh, it was never that way. You did it for the love of good government. And, and we've got some people in there that don't have the best interests of the party, and they need to be replaced. And, and I'm going to work hard to see that we put somebody in there that, that goes back to the Ronald Reagan days. We're a big party. Everybody's welcome. We can agree to disagree on certain things, but we're going to work together for the greater good, and we need to get back to that. Appreciate that. Uh, it is uh, festival season, too. Let you put your uh, lieutenant governor's hat back on and talk about uh, all the great events uh, coming up in and around uh, the spring here. Yeah, we, we're, we're blessed to have so many fair and festivals, and we don't give them enough credit. The men and women that work on those festivals year-round, they don't get paid. They put on great events all over the state that is a great tool in our toolbox to draw people from all over the world. You know, we had 22 of our festival queens on the Rose Parade this year. Those young ladies were up at 5 o'clock in the morning at that den giving interviews all over the world, talking about the boudin, the crawfish, the gators, everything good about Louisiana, the strawberries, the peaches, the watermelon. And they were so passionate about their town, their city, uh, we got a lot of great exposure all over the world. And coming in the festival season, uh, we're helping every fair and festival promote because we want them all to really have a record year and bringing tourists back and helping their communities uh, come out of COVID with a, a record-breaking year. You know, I was with a rather large group of people. I was in advance of the LSU Bowl game and Folks uh, were watching that parade like they were watching an LSU football game, looking forward to uh, the Louisiana float. Yeah, I tell you what, we were so proud of Louisiana and the representation. We reached billions of people with those two floats in the Macy's and the Rose Parade. And um, uh, it just kind of kicked off Mardi Gras season. And, you know, we promote Mardi Gras all over the state, all over the world now and uh, family-friendly, affordable, safe Mardi Gras. And because of the cost of hotels, we had international visitors come in from Japan that went to Shreveport. We had a group from Australia that, that visited Homer in Morgan City. So by promoting every town and city that has Mardi Gras, we're seeing a new influx of out-of-town visitors to Mardi Gras in every town and city that hosts a Mardi Gras parade around Louisiana. So it's a great... Uh, way to promote every area of the state by promoting all those parades in every corner of the state. No doubt. Uh, looking forward to uh, festival season indeed, and we will uh, look forward to Love the Boat. We love the Boat. I'm thinking about the Tesh Project. I know they're going to be looking for, <laughs> looking for boats uh, to help clean up by Tesh here uh, next Saturday. It's Earth Day, and I, I guess no coincidence that uh, Love the Boat Week kind of wraps up uh, on Earth Day. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate all you do, and look forward to seeing everyone out there cleaning up Louisiana next week. Very good. Thank you for your time. Uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. Thank you. Take care. Once again, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, appreciate him uh, joining us today. And again, love the boot week beginning next week. Uh,